Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers and creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, this is Catherine, and I don't have Kristen today, but I do have a special guest, one of our very senior awesome recruiters at Portfolio Creative. It's Felicia Lillian Wagner, and we were talking at the office just about different things as far as resumes and stuff like that, and um, Kristen and I have talked about resumes in the past, but I got to tell you, Felicia was laying some stuff on me that I was just like, oh my God, we have to get you on a podcast. <laughs> Because this is really great stuff. Um, and it's it's some stuff that, you know, I hadn't thought of. And I'm hoping maybe you hadn't thought of. And it's a different way of looking at your resume. So um, we're going to go ahead and get started with that. So welcome, Felicia. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> uh, it is totally my pleasure. <laughs> and so let's get started. What is your first point as far as resumes today? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think... Really, the, the, the main question that people ask me is just, it's just very like, what do I do? Like, what are mm -hmm. the specifics that I do to make my resume stand out? And I think you have to kind of work backwards and think about why are you making a resume in the first place? Mm -hmm, What's the mm -hmm. point? What's the goal? And, you know, I... I, your your resume is not going to get you the job, right? It's going to get you the interview. It's that first sort of preview of who you are before somebody, usually it's before somebody's even met you, right? If mm -hmm. you have an introduction, even better. But if you don't have a referral or a recommendation, and, and this is kind of your only way to get into a conversation with somebody, you want it to be something that really highlights, you know, who you are, tell your story. Mm -hmm. and, and we were talking about with the team, and it was – we're talking about almost like a like a movie trailer, right? You mm -hmm, want it to mm -hmm. give just enough information to get somebody excited to see the rest of the movie, but you don't want to give the whole movie away in your resume because then there's nothing really. To but, talk yeah, there's about in just the too much, and, and I like it to be just kind of a like you said, kind of a preview with the highlights. And I think we can all admit that we probably have seen some trailers that we're like, oh my god, I have to totally see this, and then you see it and it's terrible. Um, but on the other hand, <laughs> it can also be really good too. And I I love that you think about it as just your way into the interview. What is enough to that you can say to um just get them to call you back? You know, what's a little bit of a tease to to make it interesting? And it can't be a mess. Yeah. So here are some yeah. tips for that. <laughs> well, and and another <laughs> we could we 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 could talk about analogies all day because there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of different ways that you could kind of compare your resume to to something else. And we're talking a little bit about like a PowerPoint presentation, right? Mm -hmm, it's sort of like the mm -hmm. outline for your presentation. And you know, it's a really great exercise if you're listening to this podcast and you want to you know go off and and try something to see if your resume really works. Um, convert it into a PowerPoint presentation. Make slides for each of your experiences. You know, make a make an initial slide with your skills and expertise and your professional summary and all of that, and and see if it see if it flows. And if there's something that you wouldn't put on a slide, but maybe worth talking about, make mm -hmm. it a note on the side, right? Make it a note for yourself to, to talk about in an interview setting, but maybe don't make it like a slide in your presentation. And actually, I really love that analogy. And we can do analogies all day because we're visual people. So <laughs> we, we have to kind of find all these comparisons. But what's great about, you know, a PowerPoint presentation, and I'm sure people have been in some where there's just too much stuff on the slide, and you just start taking, you know, frantic notes, and then you really forget everything that was there. <laughs> but if you think about, yeah, just the highlights, the bullet points, you know, keep it brief. Um, that's what you know get kind of gets people to want more yeah absolutely so I mean that's a 
kind of a, a good segue into, you know, what do you put on your slides? Mm-hmm. And people ask me all the time, are there, are there special words that I can put on my resume <laughs> that are going to grab people's attention? And, and the answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> and the answer is that it's already been written for you. It's in the job description. And, you know, if you if you just take a look at the way that it's worded in the job description, if there are particular programs that they use, if there are particular, you know, strategies or processes or, you know, any keywords that mm-hmm. stand out to mm-hmm. you when you're reading the job description, if they if they apply to you, disclaimer, you know, don't, don't <laughs> just grab true. words that don't apply to you. But, it, you know, anything that's in the job description that that you would put in your personal description, mm-hmm. you know, make sure it gets on your resume. And that might mean that you make a different resume for you know, each job that you apply to, yeah. you have a master, you have a master document that you edit every time you send mm-hmm, it out to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a very important thing too. Don't expect it to cover everything. So um, with each job description, go through your resume, make sure everything is covered. They might have used a different word for something. And the fact that we're saying keywords is very important because, well, f- for a couple of reasons. One, sometimes it just goes into a system and that computer reads and looks for keywords because companies get a large amount of resumes. Sometimes it's the HR person and they are not the hiring manager and they're just looking for keywords to pass on to the hiring manager. And sometimes the hiring manager is looking still at a hundred resumes and they're just flipping through looking for keywords. So it is really important to make sure you got that nailed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Other questions that people ask me, you know, how long is your resume supposed to be? Mm -hmm. And this is probably, I mean, you could scour TikTok and find, 8 million videos about mm-hmm, <laughs> this subject. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's a good indicator that there really isn't a right or wrong answer. It kind of depends on, you know, who's reading it and who you're sending it to. I can give you some some pointers from my perspective. Um, you know, hi, the way that hiring managers typically look at resumes. Um, if you have five years or less of experience and you're going on and on and on about each experience and it goes Boring. on to like two or three pages <laughs> yeah I mean not that, not that there isn't not that there isn't potentially a lot to say about those experiences but you know if you're if the hiring manager is going to spend on average six to seven minutes or sorry six to seven seconds yes it's very brief <laughs> looking at your resume so you know you it could it could be six to eight pages of, of information but they're probably only going to read really closely that top half of the mm-hmm, first page mm-hmm. and so you know you want to you want to keep it concise enough that it's going to keep their attention right going back to the to the movie trailer you mm-hmm. know if your movie trailer is as long as the movie then what's the point <laughs> right the movie. yeah and I, I think it's great too because you have to kind of divide out you know what do I wish to explain once I'm in the interview too you know um you're say you're bullet pointing things or making brief descriptions it's like you know I got so much more but I'm going to save that because I'm hoping this is enough to just get me in and then I can talk through this more. Um, you're not going to win any points by having just a ton of information all in that resume and this ends up being five pages long. Again, just keep it really brief and, and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And that being said, you know, if you have 10 plus years of experience and you're looking for an executive role, mm-hmm. you know, if you're cramming all of that experience onto one page, are you really, are you really displaying all right. the information right. that you need to? Because, you know, I may look at that resume and go, okay, I see that you worked here, but you didn't really tell me what you did there. And so I'm not sure if this is a good fit for for the role that you're applying to because I don't have enough information to go off of. So it's it's important. Also, you know, some people might look at that resume and go, you know, it's one page, so they must have 
five years of experience or less, and mm-hmm. they may just write you off as like not having <laughs> the right experience for right, the role right. before they've even taken a look at it. So, you know, I know that's I know it's crazy to think about, and it's very dependent on on the hiring manager. But it's it's good to have that in mind when you're thinking about the length of your resume. Yeah, I always like to think, you know, if you want to reference where you've worked, but you don't get really into depth, like the older it gets, the less information you need to have, because it's really not that relevant if it's 10 years ago, sometimes even five years ago. It's like, what did you do right now? What in your last job? You know, what are you doing that is going to apply to this? What's great about older jobs is if they're looking for something specific, you know, like maybe there's, you did some project management, but that was maybe two jobs ago. And honestly, maybe even only four years ago, who knows? <laughs> um, it's, it's good to include that, you know? So just really, again, just kind of look for, again, for those keywords and make those the, the bullet points once to stand out, but don't get too in depth. Because in a lot of cases too, people know what a project manager might do, you know? Right. So it's like, do I really need to explain everything? Because it's, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, a little practice that I like to use that uh, a career coach once taught me to do is to kind of use the traffic light scenario of, you know, look look at each of your experiences, look at the bullet points underneath, and, you know, which things are, are green light experiences, which things are really relevant to the job posting, maybe have some keywords mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the job posting, um, you know, yellow light experiences are maybe some soft skills, some things that sort of you know, aren't like your first, your first pick. You don't want it to necessarily be at the top of the list, but you, if they get the time to look at it, you Mm -hmm, want it on there. mm -hmm. And then, you know, your red light experiences are things that maybe you put on there to fill some space or maybe they are relevant, but they're really not, you know, you, you could, if you needed to cut things down, they would be the first to go. Right. Right. Uh, Thinking about also what to put on your resume. It's, it's super important to have um, you know, especially if you're a creator, we, we do work a lot with, with the creative industry. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to, to make sure that you're showing off the things that you're creating as well. So not just focusing on keywords, but also making sure that your portfolio is, is in that top half of your first page, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody's really taking a short amount of time to look at your resume and, and especially, you know, if it's a design role, it, it's really important to make sure that they know that you're a style fit, mm-hmm. um, you know, that you have the experience of, uh, you know, working with certain programs or certain styles or, you know, if you're an illustrator and you're a graphic designer and you have website design, like you, right. you want to make sure that, that, you, that you let the hiring manager know that, especially if they're looking for those. Things. Yeah. And you're um, talking about the link. And if it's not on the resume, you can have it in an email or cover letter or something like that. And make sure the link works because that yes. that is very key. <laughs> and we only mention that because on occasion, you know, people get a link and it doesn't work. And then um, make sure it's up to date because I know we had talked about how, you know, you don't have to feel like you have to rush and get you know, uh, all the stuff put together. But if you're like always working on it, I mean, you're always going to be in this field for the most part. So just kind of keep curating, curating, Cur- <laughs> curating, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> fine tuning um, everything that you put in there, you know, so it doesn't have to be like a rush job. You know, you can pull things out, you know, to again, keep it brief. It's like, you know, this was my first project. I'm going to keep it in because it's relevant to this job because of this, you know, maybe I worked, you know, a lot in page layout or something like that. And this is my best example, but um, you can also, you know, pull stuff out. And again, you're going to be talking through a lot of this, but put in that stuff that really makes you shine, especially for this role. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a great point too, as well. You know, we don't talk about this a lot, but you're, LinkedIn profile is also your uh, resume. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, as 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 much as you know, as much of a pain as it is to to think about that as as you know an extension of your resume, it really is. 
you know, your opportunity to 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 put all that information out there into the world mm-hmm. and and when you're not actively applying to roles, it's it's also, you know, a way for hiring managers and recruiters to to find you mm-hmm. and to reach out mm-hmm. to you about opportunities. So you want to make sure that that's up to date. Um, every time you update your your resume, every time you update your portfolio, you know you want to make sure the link is up to date on your LinkedIn page because y'all, I'll tell you personally, like it's it's something that that really like grinds our gears on <laughs> the recruiting team because they find this really great person and they they seem to have all the experience that we want. And then, you know, sometimes we have the time to reach out to them and say, mm-hmm. hey, it, it looks like you've got some really great experience, but I'm not able to get into your portfolio. Can you send me another link? Mm-hmm. Right? We, tr- we try to be proactive about that. But when we're on a time crunch and we've got to find somebody really great and we've got some other candidates to look at, you know, you might miss out on a really great opportunity just because you didn't you know, take take a a, a to minute. do to, yeah. <laughs> to 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 look at your your portfolio, and make sure it was it was working, and and you had everything on there that you needed to have. Yeah, that's a really really good tip too. Is to make sure that that is up to date, and your LinkedIn is up to date because um, people refer to that all the time. I mean, I, you know, you can decide. You know, I'm not going to be on that. I'm going to want to be on the latest fastest thing. People are still using LinkedIn a lot for professional purposes. So make sure that it, it is current. You know, if you're, there's a link on there for your portfolio that is current, a link for your resume is current. It, it is, again, just a really nice quick read where people can kind of double check, see if you're legitimate, you know, things yeah. like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you have to exist. So please exist on LinkedIn if you're going to pick one thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and you know, I've, I've come across LinkedIn profiles in the past that say something like, like they they use their uh, their like professional summary section to say like I have a LinkedIn profile because I need to have one to find a job <laughs> like you know it's just something like really crazy and it, and it you know it's it's cute but it's not gonna get you yeah exactly <laughs> it's not gonna get you the job so like actually be serious about it take it seriously it's yeah it's, it's your representation I of like yourself. to kind of if you're not really sure what to put in there think about just putting something in that you would say to somebody if you met them at a networking event or something yeah. you just be like you know hi I'm so and so and here's what I do and here's ultimately the dream dream job I want to have you know stuff like that and you know you can keep it very conversational it doesn't have to be really stuffy but yeah don't make it almost ridiculous yeah yeah and that could be you want to be taken seriously you know that could be like a whole other podcast topic too that's because true. I feel like your your LinkedIn profile also could be it, it's really a living breathing resume and mm-hmm. you know there are things that you maybe can't put on your resume because you you know, somebody's spending six or seven seconds looking at it. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to fill it with with all that stuff. But there's content that you can post on LinkedIn. I mean, you could really be, um, you you could really use it as a platform to highlight your your your, you know, all of the all the things that you care about mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and all the things beyond just you know who you are in your resume. So. Maybe maybe that'll be a <laughs> a bigger conversation yeah, we for another get, we'll, time. We'll talk about that some time over coffee, and then we'll put something together. Yeah. But um, yeah, as far as again for the resume, you know, keywords are important. Having things above the fold is what we like to call it. When you think about a newspaper that's folded in half, I know it's an old term, but I like it because again, it's a visual. And all the news was in that top part because sometimes that's as far as people get. Remember six seconds. Um, so. You know, how do you capture someone's attention? It might be just uh, a little bit of a, a brief description at the top of what you're looking for, why you think this job's a fit, how you think you're going to be able to save the day in that particular job. You, know, you need to hire me because, you know, and don't use those words, but <laughs> <laughs> because I am going to do this, 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 and for you. Um, and, you know, see below for whatever and just kind of outline, just kind of walk them through why you think you are going to be the best person. And again, kind of think PowerPoint, keep it brief. 
um, and keep it, you know, kind of fresh and fun. A couple things that I want to mention not to do is to put your photo on there. Correct. We <laughs> usually like to discourage against that. And I know you probably look fabulous and you have a very fabulous photo. But I can tell you that for just a lot of different reasons that that's not advisable. Unless um, it's a modeling job. And then... Unless it's a modeling job, then by God, have a whole headshot in there. <laughs> but um, it, you could get into some issues with um, discrimination purposes. And a lot of it is, you know, just not. And, you know, intentional, but that's just how they're like, oh, I don't like the looks of that person. And they haven't even met you. And what if it's, you know, not the best photo of you, you know, so just don't give them any sort of reason to, to exclude you, I guess. And it, it, it kind of looks a little egotistical too, but you know, um, I think people like it because we're just also open in it and we have all the social media and stuff like that. But I think for that, you want to just keep it down to the facts. Again, you have a short period of time. How am I going to do this job? And then use that to welcome in more of a conversation at an interview. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also say you don't necessarily need to have your whole address on there either. Just, oh, yeah. just your city and city. state mm-hmm. is enough. Um, and it, it helps it helps me to know as well, you know, we live in a very different uh, world of employment than we did two, mm-hmm. three years ago. And, and there's a lot of remote work out there, which is awesome. But we True. we do still need to take into consideration, you know, state tax laws and all those things. And so knowing that knowing where you're living in general mm-hmm. is good to know, but we don't necessarily need to know exactly yeah. <laughs> you know, where your house where is. You, where your house is. <laughs> and uh, because people aren't going to write you a letter anymore right. either. It is going to be via email or text or however you wish to handle it. But that's one key thing to say too, is, you know, make sure that you have on there the best way to get a hold of you too, because sometimes it's um, how fast you respond to things too. Because if you um, sent out a, you know, they sent you an email and you don't check your email maybe once a month or something like that, you're not going to get the message. So if that's not the best way to get a hold of you, put the best way to get a hold of you on yes. there and at the very top, <laughs> you know. And honestly, if you're looking for a job too, please check your email and other things yeah. too, because that might be the way they're most comfortable in contacting you as well. Absolutely. So. And, and while we're on the topic of, you know, information that you're putting on there, there is such thing as too much information <laughs> on your resume. And and when I say too much information, I'm, I'm not just saying qu- quantity of information. I'm also talking about quality. And um, the thing <laughs> the thing that I really love about working with creatives is I, I feel sort of like a, you know, a kindred spirit to a lot of the people I speak with because mm-hmm. um, a lot of them come from very non-traditional backgrounds. Myself, I've worked in the restaurant industry after mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. <laughs> after I left grad school for a little bit. And so, um, you know, telling telling my story of of how I went from <laughs> how I went from nonprofit work to grad school for HR to the restaurant industry and then back into HR <laughs> was really tough. And I, you know, I feel like a lot of people come come to me and they're like, I'm a designer. I'm 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 doing design on my own. I'm doing some design for the restaurants that I'm working for, but my day job is a line cook. And mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. and it's not my life calling. It's something that I really enjoy doing and it's a lot of fun, but it's, you know, I really want to get back into into design. Mm-hmm. How do I present myself? so that I look like a designer and you know a lot of people just want to put chronological order what they're doing on their right, resume right. and sometimes you know that comes off at you know I'm, I'm reading this and it take if it takes me <laughs> the entire page to get to the design portion of your yeah. resume I'm wondering you know are you a <laughs> are you a designer <laughs> are you seriously interested in that <laughs> um and so you know some creative ways that we came up with our, our recruiting team um sees this a lot as well we we were talking about the a couple different ideas so 
um, the concept of giving yourself a title mm-hmm. uh, at the top of your page and making sure that that title is relevant to the job that you're applying to can be really helpful because that's that's the top of the fold, right? That's the first thing, one of the first things that we're seeing under your name. And so, you know, we might see Catherine Lane Klein, graphic designer, and mm-hmm. then we might see some other experiences that maybe don't fit that, but at least it's in the back of my mind, okay, this person is calling themselves a graphic designer. I need to dig further to see where yeah. <laughs> they have that graphic yeah. design experience. And, you know, you don't always need to put your most recent work at the top of your resume. Sometimes your most relevant work is more important. Mm-hmm. And, and you can kind of fill in the blanks in a, in a conversation of like, yeah, I've been working in the restaurant doing this, this, and this. And and maybe even rebranding some of the things that you're doing in the restaurant is right. giving quality customer service mm-hmm. and managing a team and, and all of those, you know, great soft skills. These are like yellow light experiences that we were talking <laughs> about, you know, that can, can help sort of show you know, you're still gaining some experience that's relevant mm-hmm. to, to the job that you're applying to. Um, and then, you know, if if you are working in a different sort of job, but you are doing some things that are very applicable to this role. So, for instance, um, you know, we had a candidate who was working in a restaurant, but also doing design work for that restaurant while they were doing other mm-hmm. restaurant type things, mm-hmm. um, you know, you may want to give give your give your company, you know, uh-huh. quote unquote company, a name. You know, get Felicia Lillian Wagner Design, mm-hmm. and and you know it doesn't have to be a registered LLC for you to right <laughs> say right that right. You have a design group, um, and and list them as your client, and yeah. then you know you're kind of changing yeah. the story here that you're not working for them, you know, or or they're not working, they're they're not hiring you necessarily as just a restaurant employee. They're hiring mm-hmm. you as a as as a designer as well. Exactly, and I and I think that's a really great example that I like to refer to people to do because um you know in the creative industry we're all very familiar with you know it's not always just this straight path it sometimes gets a little crooked um and you might take time off for things and even anybody that takes time off and you know if you have a situation where you want to take a couple years off for your children because you have sick parents or things like that I always encourage people to just keep designing and like you said your name maybe a brief description of what you're looking for and that first thing is like no matter what I'm always a designer so you can put yourself down as designer or like you said Catherine Lankline design or something like that because I have ever since college I've always designed something I mean I'm running a business now but somebody always asked me to do something (laughs) and I can find this stuff and I can show it off and things like that. And I'm always in my heart going to be a designer. Um, even if I have to, you know, chase a wild hair on occasion to get, you know, some other creativity out. But yeah, if, if you need to fill up that space, you know, use that kind of as a blanket at the top and then start listing out the jobs that you've done. And it, it kind of reads, I mean, I technically, if I did it right now, I would put the year I graduated to today's year and be like, I have always been a designer. And then here are some of the other jobs that I've been doing too. So, you know, it's, it's very, very important to kind of let people know that that is really your true calling. Even if for some reason you might had, you know, wait tables for a while because that was the only job you could get. Just, you know, it's, it's kind of none of their business why you're doing that. But if you can do what they need you to do now, I think that's kind of what's key. So um, that's a way to kind of work around some of the gaps in either gaps in employment or, you know, if you're off track for a little bit. 
um, of what you want to do, then that's how to get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, shameless plug, if you, uh, <laughs> you know, if you reach out to one of the recruiters at Portfolio Creative, you know, we can also help you tell that story a little bit better because we're we're sort of representing you to the client as well. Absolutely. You know, which, which can be a huge advantage, especially if you're coming from that non-traditional background that you've got a person yeah. on your side to <laughs> yeah and it, it also helps too because I always say that the best way to get into a job or a company is to have somebody refer you and talk about how awesome you are because sometimes it is a challenge especially for people in this industry you know we're marketing people for example and we are horrible at marketing ourselves so <laughs> it's great to have somebody else look at it or unless you can take like a third person uh, perspective with your own stuff and, and talk about your awesomeness but um, I love getting clients on the line and how so we have the most awesome person for for you and here's why and you know they you know took a little break but I'm telling you that they get it they are you know fantastic and um, that also helps get your foot in the door too you know because we're the ones that are saying the keywords <laughs> if, yeah. if you can't <laughs> but it, it, it's very helpful still to sit with one of our recruiters and just talk through and say you know I have this I'm not sure how to phrase this or whatever we are more than happy um, to connect with you and, and help you out with that so yeah which is a great segue to another point <laughs> um, you know <laughs> it we we will absolutely be your biggest cheerleaders mm-hmm. and we'll work through that with you but it's got to start with you right yes and and if if you're waiting to update your resume or create your resume when you are in the worst possible mood and you're <laughs> angry with your manager and you're just ready to leave your yeah, job I am so out of here that, <laughs> that negativity is going to come out in your resume believe it or not I mean it's it, it happens all the time. And it's, you know, it, people can sense that when they're reading your resume, what, mm-hmm. what type of mood you were in when you wrote it. And so I would, you know, I would implore you to rather than wait until you're upset and angry and want to leave your job to update your resume, use it as a as a celebration, you know, part of your mm-hmm. celebration when you learn something new, when you get promoted, um, you know, when you have a new accomplishment, you know, those are the times like take some time, pop some champagne, you know, have a little <laughs> party and, and make part of that, that party time, you know, the time that you also update your resume, because it's going to, it's going to help you make your resume sparkle. You're going to be in the right frame of mind where you're, you're writing things about yourself mm-hmm. as your, as your biggest cheerleader, because you're going to feel very confident in that moment. Um, you know, you're going to f- really feel like you're the best person for that job. And that's going to come out in the way you talk about yourself. Yeah. And I really like that when you brought that up in our conversation, just about how, you know, you, you kind of write and create this stuff in a place of joy versus one of anger. Because, you know, I, I think, you know, if you're in the middle of a breakup, you are thinking about all the things that you did that people have not thanked you for. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, it should be from a place, like you said, a place of joy, where it's like, you know what else I can do? I can do this and I can do this, you know, so just even that tone, you know, of my voice there, you know, kind of illustrates how I would write it versus, you know, one way versus the other. So yeah, create all of this in a place of joy versus one of desperation and anger, (laughs) which we get to, you know, if you need to be talked off the ledge in any way, we are more than happy to do that for you too. But um, yeah, if you like, like, I just liked what you said about that and that, you know, if you have an accomplishment, you know, just say, oh, I'm going to add this because I think it's pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of pretty, um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I do think it's important also to add a little bit of personality to your resume. Um, does it need to be, you know, your life's masterpiece as a designer? Not necessarily. It does not need to take up days and days of your time to, to put together. But, you know, it 
it should really represent you. If you can add a little bit of color to it, something mm-hmm. that's printable, right? You know, right, don't right. don't use bright, crazy colors necessarily that I mean, you could. It really depends on, on what on what you're doing. But also keep in mind that that sometimes it is going through a, a CRM system. Mm-hmm. And so um, make sure that all it's the, plain text. Right. All <laughs> the words have to be actual letters and words. Yes. Yeah. If you're if you're making the recruiter type in all of your information, you know, and it's not readable through a system like that, then that that could be that could be a, a detractor, um, not necessarily for us, but, you know, it is yeah. going to take some extra time for other hiring managers who have less patience. Yes. So <laughs> if you if you're designing your name in a logo, for example, make sure it's also in text, too, yes. because it it won't pick up. It will have all this wonderful information about you, but it will not know who you are. Yes. <laughs> yes. But if but if you are I mean, if you're a designer and your you know, your resume is just kind of black and white, straightforward text, mm-hmm. you know, it. it it may make me question, you know, are you, <laughs> this is a really great opportunity yeah. for you to show off your design. And if you do have a, lo- a personal logo or if you, if you're an illustrator and you can like put some illustrations somehow mm-hmm. into your resume, mm-hmm. um, not over the top, just keep it tasteful, yeah. keep it clean, but just a little, <laughs> just a little, again, just like a little trailer, a little tease, if you will, of, of your abilities, you know, because if somebody looks at, I've seen some just complete black and white resumes and I'm like, that is a sharp looking resume. Right. <laughs> Cause it just looks <laughs> so, you know, spot on. And then other ones that, you know, that are over the top and you're like, Oh, too much. And then you're, <laughs> you're <laughs> off to the circular file for you. Right. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of the idea. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a copywriter and you, you know, have very minimal, <laughs> minimal words on your resume, <laughs> it also make me question, or, you know, <laughs> or words that don't really describe things really well yes yes so so definitely put a little bit of your personality into it and and you know and it, yeah like a movie trailer or like a powerpoint presentation you want it to really represent you um but yeah i i mean i i think that pretty much covers it i i know that, that we could probably talk about this all day long and there mm-hmm. are definitely some like side streets that we could go off into <laughs> like linkedin and how to you know create your portfolio to to be a better representation of yourself but i think you know the basics are are, are really there and and okay i really thought that that was a lot of great information and again <laughs> if people have any questions they're not really sure feel free to contact us we are at portfoliocreative.com nice and easy and um if you have another um topic you'd like to talk about too feel free to you know email us and let us know um we would definitely be happy to cover that but i want to thank you again felicia i thought this was fantastic and um another just other ways to kind of look at your resume that they're looking at it today you know and what they're looking for because it's very fast paced you got six seconds what are you going to say in that little bit of time that's going to really kind of catch their eye and um good luck thank you so much Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau, and we hope you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to email us at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.